This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Kyle, and joining me as always is Cody and Ken. Hello! Hi everybody, we are eternally grateful for you this week as we <laughs> enter another weekend with a Marvel opener. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, another one um, coming out this weekend. Well, it did nine million in Thursday early shows. Well, James so. Bond did three hundred and twelve million on the Thursday yeah, show. What, what did you think it had done? <laughs> or Dude? Was it or Dude? Halloween? I don't remember. It was. One yeah. of those. <laughs> I don't know why. Like anytime, I'm pretty sure this is nine million. Can you edit this, Kyle? So anytime I say a number of any sort, it just it's goes. The, it's just it's just my recording over yours. <laughs> yeah. Ken was you won't wrong notice the yet again. You won't notice the different Nine pitches million. in tone. Is that our biggest Thursday so far? No, I think... What um, was Venom? I, I think Venom was big, but I actually think uh, Black Widow was really big. Yeah. But that was in summer. And so oh. kids aren't out of school yet for the holidays. So I never thought that it was going to have a just a record-breaking early show on Thursday. But it's, I, I think, in line with other Marvel movies. Yeah, it's in the ballpark for sure. And and it's a good sign, at least for an opening. Right. We at least know we're that playing these... the same sport here. Yeah. Disney had a couple that were interesting with Ron and Last Duel. <laughs> where you're like, <laughs> um, what? And Antlers. <laughs> and Antlers, yes. Where yes. We had three three in a row that were like, are these real movies? Like, <laughs> did we do we book these and have show times for these? Antlers, well, <laughs> for, forgotten, but... Not forgotten? <laughs> Does yeah. that count? It's burned deeply into Kyle's brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, Thursday early shows, Marvel films are always front-loaded, so we were expecting a good turnout for that. We're expecting really good Friday numbers today. So I think it's going to be a big weekend. Now, is it going to be an $80 million weekend, which is where people were pegging it i think it's gonna be a 60 million dollar weekend okay i I was thinking more 70 okay no this is the road this is a strong coastal film this is going to be our first hundred million dollar opening wow (laughs) that is a hot take (laughs) we we need it we need it (laughs) (laughs) no i'd like i'd like to think that this is it but i think ghostbusters would be our first hundred million dollar opener wow i'm not okay. sure about that I myself don't, i don't think so but what i liked ghost what i don't think the audience is necessarily there i think for ghostbusters, ghostbusters so what's the first hundred million dollar i've i've struck out on this like seven times i don't think so we're some, gonna see a hundred million dollar opener we're not gonna this see it year with Encanto. nope no we're not no. gonna see it with what this year spider-man i don't think spider venom venom did I know Venom did good in a vacuum by itself, but Spider-Man at, the, yeah, at Christmas o- has Matrix, and it has Scene, it was and it an has Octo- It wasn't a vacuum. It had Adam's Family. It had... It had like one or two other films. There, yeah. Christmas is yeah. stacked. Yeah. Stacked, Ken. A, a vacuum but is Spider-Man like... But Spider-Man does come out before Okay, a vacuum is like true. the vastness of space. This is... <laughs> it was not in the vastness of space. It wasn't Shang-Chi by itself. Right. It had it had some competition. There were other things going on. Barely any I mean, competition, though. What are we going to... Dear Evan Hansen the week before was... No, Adam's no. Family was a 13, 14 yeah. million dollar opener. That's a solid... For, for post-pandemic, that, that's, that's a solid one. opening competition. Yeah. 
That's like being in outer space and saying, hey, there's someone over there. That's not outer space. Okay. <laughs> I just back think, in a vacuum. I just think when you, look like at the, when you look at the past two openings of the, other <laughs> of the other Spider-Man movies, um, you just, we don't get $100 million openings for those. Right. And I'm even certain like they both had openings on like Wednesdays, right? Or at least one of them did. So... Well, they're always like a Wednesday before the 4th of July was the last one, I think. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see post-pandemic uh, Spider-Man movie. Here's even a real hot take. big stakes. Do I it. don't think we'll ever see another $100 million opening. Get out of here. Well, you almost clicked. Right. You, were off, you were off by, what, one major <laughs> market with Venom? I'm just saying. I don't know. Don't get we'll out ever. of town. If we'll ever have that again, I, w- I would not be surprised. I will bet you one hundred million dollars. We'll see that. <laughs> yeah. You're not. You're not betting on our industry. I just get, get out of this podcast. I well, turn off I'm your microphone. Get out of here. <laughs> I think it's possible, but it's not going to happen immediately. Remember at least who, at the end of this year, okay, it's not going. I take to happen. it back. Remember Maybe who Top had your, Gun. Remember who had your back, exhibitors? Kyle and Ken. <laughs> well, Cody. <laughs> Took a giant dump on your future. No, stop it. <laughs> okay, just, I take we, it back. We will Maybe never, Top Gun. We will never have a hundred million dollar opener. Are you out of your mind? I'll be nice and play devil's advocate because, to be fair, we just have seen changes within audience behavior that doesn't quite warrant hundred million dollar openings. Even though we've had good openings right. over this past year, but hundred million dollar openings are just that was already kind of like, tough to begin. You two are with. over here pooping your pants over Batman. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh. that's the hundred million dollar open. No, it's not. It's not. I know it's not. I've accepted that. Um, but yeah, I mean, as as far as it goes for Eternals, I don't know. Seventy million seems rather feasible. I don't think this year for sure we'll have a hundred. Maybe next year. Maybe with, like I said, okay. Top Gun, Mission. I don't know. We'll definitely have one. I would like to. Bet you a torture movie challenge. No. no. We, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I feel so strongly about this. Okay. Selected by, I'll, I'll take. For the rest of this year or next year? No, this year. Okay. I will, I'll even take off. I, I'm, I'm taking. What? <laughs> I'm going to do 1217 openers and that's it. I don't even need the Matrix. I don't even need that. I, I want I want Spider Man. That's it. Then I'm done. Okay. Up to Spider Man. All right. And then I'm gonna make you watch a, the longest Jimmy Stewart movie. I don't even know what it is, <laughs> but I'm just gonna find one that has like a four and a half hour runtime. Was he in Lawrence of Arabia by chance? Uh, if you do that it a Jimmy a Stewart impersonation, then yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have him one. come and read you a script for one yeah. of his movies. And come Jimmy back from the dead. I think this is a fun bet. Why yeah, not? Let's, yeah, do, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, you're on. All right, you're on. All right. So I don't know what your torture movie is going to be yet. I it's going to be what the regular stuff you make me watch it'll anyway. Be, it'll be Batman. <laughs> I'm going to make be you the watch Batman. the first Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> not any any of these CG Twilights. The first one. The first one. Yeah. Not that much CG in that one. I actually, no, I take it back. That one's the, probably the best out of them all. I don't want to give you the best that's, of them all. It's the most tolerable. That's the uh, best of them all. Yeah. Probably, it probably goes downhill after okay, well, give Probably us some, one of the li- later ones. Hit us with some suggestions Pre- on... Pregnant Bella. Social media. Yeah. <laughs> Vampire. Um, 
vampire baby hybrid. I'm just, I'm, I should actually make you watch Harvey at regular speed. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. Because you did watch it at like two and a half times speed. Oh, that pain. It was like a normal movie at that speed. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make you watch it with Kyle at one time speed. Oh. Maybe three quarters no, speed. No, that's my torture. Don't get yeah. me involved. Can we knock it down to 0. 0.75 speed? <laughs> Don't this drag me unfair. into this. This is You can torture me so much more easily with movies than I can torture you. Yeah, because I'm on the side of films and film exhibitors. Oh. <laughs> Boom. No, don't go there. <laughs> By saying we're going to have a $100 million opener this year. I'm being realistic. I can't wait. Don't get anybody's <laughs> hopes up, Ken. But this is the great part of the podcast. We have some realism, and then we blow everyone out of the water with our heightened expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. It's our an awesome dynamic. Our aggressive back and forth banter while Kyle hides and puts his head underneath the sand in Mom the corner. Mom and Dad are fighting again. <laughs> Mom hit Dad at the dinner table. <laughs> I'm not hungry, but I have to eat. It's terrible. <sighs> okay, let's bring this in. Let's okay. keep going with our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. Uh, what were we even talking about? All oh, right, Eternals, How, Ghostbusters. That's right. How was Eternals gonna do this weekend? That was the bullet point. <laughs> Hundred million dollars. <laughs> okay. No, man, I, I hope so because the reception from Eternals right now, I just don't have a clue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had strong Thursday previews, but we haven't heard anything coming out of them. Yeah, I mean, just at a glimpse, it seems like audience ratings so far are pretty positive. I don't see it like as glaring as like the critics were initially so and walt maybe... disney is quietly silencing all of the haters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean so i think audiences could prevail if the word of mouth is as good as these ratings suggest but i don't know it's a number it's a yeah. letter grade it's always hard to you know see for sure based off of that if that's the legitimate word of mouth or not well we do need it to do really well mm-hmm. like it's gonna carry us through the early part of november and we we need it to have strong legs and and work well until we get to Thanksgiving when when we have an infusion with Ghostbusters of some it's, other products. It's fourteen yeah. days, and that's all that's new that's yeah. going to do any damage. There's nothing out on the twelfth, so no, that's yeah. We need this to hold up two solid weeks. Then we've got Ghostbusters, which we know as you saw at CinemaCon, it's there. It's going to have great word of mouth. Um, I don't think Ghostbusters is going to open particularly big but i think it will have such good word of mouth that it'll sustain through december yeah eternals is gonna pass shang chi for the highest grossing film of the year i'm excited about this (laughs) you guys got to get on board okay i'll get on board on that part i guess but not the hundred million dollars. let's wait till we hear what kyle's review is first before we start making predictions nope i'm on it because i'm I'm the voice of the people obviously (laughs) i'm just gonna be beep (laughs) over here with my ears plugged (laughs) i don't care i don't care what it is (laughs) um some other titles uh, around thanksgiving we've got you know um iconic events which is an alternative event company has uh oh what is it Lindsay sterling i don't know if anybody's familiar with her she's a, a violinist that does really fun music videos and she's gonna be touring north america and she has a concert video out i think on that saturday or sunday the 28th mm-hmm. so iconic's doing an event there um, and then that early part in December 1st and 2nd, we still have uh, the Chosen Christmas event, and that's through Fathom. Yeah. And I'm hearing that Fathom is going to allow the theaters to play it beyond December 1st and 2nd. But 
Fathom, the way they work is they bookend or um, get an exclusive corridor for their events. Because these are events. These are higher ticket price. They're over the Fathom network. You have to be signed up with Fathom to play them at this time. And so be looking at to see if Chosen isn't going to stick in those Fathom event theaters longer and not go to being self-distributed after that. We're hearing that if it does go to being self-distributed, it'll probably be more like the 19th that, that it might be available after December 19th, which just puts it, you know, right in line with being available after Spider-Man and before all of the offerings on the 22nd. And so I don't, I don't know if you're going to have room in the theater to play it then. I think the best time is that early part in December, and that's kind of when Fathom has that exclusive window on it. So Chosen's turning out to be kind of a tough, tough thing because there's a lot of interest in it. I am hearing a lot of these events are sold out already that they're now that they get to expand. I'm hearing that some circuits that are doing these are thousands of dollars are being already sold pre-sold for these events. So there is apparently quite a bit, a big following for this TV show. And, and there's a lot of interest in this movie. Oh, it's a TV show. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. (laughs) I just thought it was only a movie, but that's cool. Yeah, no, it's a, I okay. think it's a TV show. And, gotcha. um, You're a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> You're a vacuum. Isn't that what you said earlier? Yeah, no, I totally got her. Yeah, roasted. Ding. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a TV show. Who knew? Right. Not me. And then I think there's some fights, too, in November. We've I know that there's... UFC this weekend. Yeah. Then there's a wrestling uh, competition. A wrestling competition? I don't know what it what you call a it. Match? A, re- a show? wrestling shindig, if a you will. A wrestling match, a wrestling event. A production of wrestling happening next yeah. next weekend on the 13th. Yeah, AEW has one through uh, Joe Hand Promotions yeah. that's going on next weekend. And then during this time of year, they really load up on pay-per-view. So there will be, you'll be seeing those coming up for, right. for more UFCs. And I don't know if there's any major boxing matches upcoming because we kind of went through them already for the year there may be some in very late december right usually run one around new year's eve but it's been hard to kind of fit all these alternative things in because the screens are so filled up with movies right now and and this has always been the dilemma with alternative content we you know theaters have been begging for alternative content but it just comes at different and inopportune times sometimes the worst time. yeah like <laughs> the Lindsay sterling thing sounds amazing but it's a sunday night like on thanksgiving weekend and you don't think your screens aren't going to be taken up by the three new films coming out on the 24th it's it's that and then there's this this little known thing that happens on sunday nights called sunday night football which is the yeah. highest rated programming <laughs> in the history of television every weekend yeah <laughs> every sunday it's like oh yeah they had a record number of viewers and it doesn't matter who's playing because it's on sunday night yeah mm. nobody's going out they're not gonna go those are a lot of theaters are even closed on sundays because people just stay home and get ready for their week the it's next the week. day of rest yeah so it's just trying to trying to get these um, events in so that so that theaters can promote them and and you know fight for them is hard when they're just at inopportune times because the, these industries that are bringing this stuff like wrestling and fighting and they they also are looking for the prime media nights which are Friday and Saturday nights mm-hmm. and so that just coincides with entertainment nights in general and so there's a clash on those nights I wish 
in a perfect world, those fights and things would happen on other nights of the week and we could spread entertainment through the whole week but that's just not that's not what we're finding wrestling wednesdays yeah from wrestling productions huh yeah. anyone yeah. also known as monday night raw which has been around for like 35 years <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i'm not even a wrestling guy and i know this <laughs> like well then put it, I, on, that, put it on monday freak night yeah, yeah. perfect i would have fit, like it, fit it in well there's there's this thing called the off-season kyle <laughs> Well, Res- wrestling is uh no, I'm not going to do it. I'll go Cody a vacuum, but I will not <laughs> say anything more about wrestling. <laughs> Those are the people you really have to watch out for. Yeah, I'm, They're not, I'm not scared of Cody, but I am scared of wrestling fans. <laughs> I know where you sleep at night. Because they know how to wrestle too. So. You should be afraid of me. <laughs> that was not a threat. <laughs> I was just stating fact. That was not a threat. <laughs> Cody, Cody, trademark, Cody Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, where were we again? Yeah, yeah so, wrestling. So yeah, I'm thinking that Thanksgiving is going to be a very lucrative weekend. Um, I think it's going to be completely led by Ghostbusters. That's going to be the huge one. Um, and Kanto, I think, is going to be coming in second. That's going to seal the deal for the families. But I, you know, we have Resident Evil and we have Gucci, and both of those are rated R and... Um, and so that's going to be a little tough sell. I mean, I would like to see more PG-13 films over a holiday weekend. Um, but, you know, Lady Gaga's got great social media presence. And I think House of Gucci is going to get a lot of um, marketing pushed behind it. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil has a smaller print count. So you're just not going to see it as widely distributed. They're really going to target the areas where, where that's going to do well. It's just hard to do horror over Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, it'll only get that small fan base to begin with, and I think yeah. they already knew that anyway. Probably, and I and they accounted for that. So that's probably a, a smart move on Sony's part with that limiting that print count. Yeah, I think so. As long as they make their money back in, what, the first three weeks or so, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be good enough for them. Yeah, so. yeah they really, really don't have very much room to work with they just have that early part in december because then we'll have matrix and kingsman and mm. yeah no no room to work with but uh could have used you in september <laughs> <laughs> could use you in january that really looks nice well, right have, about now don't they have morbius in january the end at the end of at it the end. it's basically okay. february it's basically february yeah. yeah we'll get to morbius later she says with a grin <laughs> snorbius <laughs> oh stop it <laughs> I laugh hard at that. Um, oh, another. Are you Shorbius? Sure <laughs> another no. thing that is out there are uh, Scene Two and American Underdog early screenings. So these are one-time screenings happening a couple weeks before the films come out, and we're getting a lot of requests for them, especially Scene Two, because who wouldn't want a sneak peek of Scene Two? Oh, I think it's over the Thanksgiving weekend, but. These screenings were very limited. They were in pre-selected locations only, and we weren't able to even request locations be found. They universal, your, yeah, lo, uh, your universal guys. came yeah. to us. So they they had those pretty much locked down on pre-selected locations, which is unfortunate. Wish we could all have a shot at it, but that it is. But makes they, it exclusive. Makes it exclusive, and they are selecting locations that have their shiz together when it comes to this they're not worried about showtimes getting messed up 
extra tickets being sold, people, you know, theaters right. and chains that are doing it by the book and know how to run things like this. Yeah. Cause this, this isn't new, but this is, you know, a big deal. This is the first time we've had these a titles since coming well, it's back. It's the first for like time to have day. early screenings <laughs> since the pandemic. Since the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So be on the lookout for those. They are, like I said, pre-selected locations. We didn't really get a, much of a shot at them in too many places, but they're there and and just be aware of them. Okay, what else we got? Kyle, Eternals review. I'm ready. How was it? <laughs> uh, it's a mixed bag. Um, I will say right off the bat, what I appreciate about Eternals with that was that it's um, not within the brand guidelines of a typical Marvel movie. It does very very much feel like, despite having, you know, references to the events of Endgame and that sort of thing, um, that it's filmed in a way to where it feels more grand and it feels outside of the brand identity that the Marvel movies usually have gone about. And while I do like that they were trying to film in a different way, so that way the scope of the plot feels grand, like the characters feel larger than life characters that are so powerful that we've never seen before with these uh beings called the eternals it also was a it was also so uh self-serious to where i just was not entertained by the characters at all um oh they, so it's like the dc of the marvel universe that is, that is a pull quote that people can use if they want to <laughs> but it, it, it I, i'm not comparing it to dc but it, it very much wasn't exciting despite the premise of you know these godlike beings being like the next big superhero team they should be exciting but it very much became a movie that was so self-serious in its plot and its characters that it just kind of became dull to me and it also didn't help that the movie while i liked that it was at a slower pace so that way it kind of gives time for us to be with these characters in the moment but it also was just too, way too slow of a pace to where I was even more bored on top of being bored by the characters that I'm watching who they all feel like they have the same characteristics outside of two of them they all were very sullen and serious and it just wasn't entertaining like it's okay to have its dark moments it's okay to have you know serious characters but I, I feel like that it should still pick up in moments. Like I should still want to be engaged with these characters and with this cool concept and story, but it just didn't quite work. It just wasn't a good pairing between how they filmed this movie and the direction that they wanted to take it versus, you know, giving us good characters first and foremost. So yeah, I, I, I did appreciate that they were trying to go out there into making something different, but it, it just didn't stick the landing for me because I didn't like the characters and the pacing of the movie really was um, more costly than it was supposed to be. Um, okay. I have a couple questions. How was this like sex scene that Marvel introduced? I mean, we barely get kisses and all of a sudden they just <laughs> dove into the bed. How was that like jarring or a little yeah. bit? Well, well, say it slowly. <laughs> Their soldier voice, Kyle. Yeah. Tell us how this played out. Um, was there anything eternal about it? You're totally embarrassing, Kyle. I know. That's what I'm going for here. That's I'm not why I'm not to, looking at him. Because he's turning all red. I am turning all red. It very much was more than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was expecting them to kiss and then 
there's like subtle hints of camera shies away and you just know what happened yeah exactly but they actually went for it to where <laughs> you could tell like they were half naked at least like at the top part and then they just did the thing like you could yeah. just tell like it was happening in the moment and that's it was weird. odd <laughs> that's weird that's yeah ease ease the people into it marvel i mean it, I think they were maybe a few more kisses in the movies. We don't need to go full, full in. Yeah, we we just we just wanted to know that couples like kissing stuff, like actually <laughs> liked each other. Yeah, and I get what they were trying to go for. I guess they're trying to be, you know, maybe more serious, more adult, uh, trying to show that they can like do that sort of thing. But I don't know. I I think you don't need to go too far and. For the context of the story and those two characters specifically, like it makes sense, but it, it was a bit jarring. It was a bit weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how was Kumal Nanjiani? Did we get to see his buff bod in Yes. In this? Yes. Oh. There's a reason he got fit. Yeah. No, he he was probably one of uh my favorite characters because he wasn't the one that was always so self-serious and gloomy like he yeah. was trying to like be the spark to get a laugh or two right and, and it, it was fine like it, it wasn't jarring or it wasn't you know like the jokes weren't terrible but you can just tell like in that what there was a moment of levity and then we had to go back to being sad and characters oh, were just yeah like i was saying just more of a bummer than they probably needed to be like there's such a thing as being too self-serious right Right. Well, and that's a bummer that you get a good comedian like Kamal Nanjiani that can be not over the top, but can, can play slapstick, can play like sarcastic humor, mm -hmm. can play dry, and it's still really, really funny. But he sounds like he's put in this film with a bunch of wet blankets and. Just yeah, that's about right. I mean, he's hey, still. We're, we're going to talk about the sex scene and then say wet blankets. Come on, Cody. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's wildly inappropriate. No, Be this is I, it's, oh it's the same director that did Nomadland with that Merkin. Yeah, with that very uncomfortable <laughs> nude scene. That uh, uh, very, I can't imagine anyone watching and then going any, saying anything other than "Really, we gotta look at this, really." Yeah. <laughs> and then she does it to Marvel. I will say, Nomadland did it better. Oh. Oh. oh, oh, did it better? Not in That's that a hot way. Take. Oh. Not in that way. Yeah, animals. They did, they did it better <laughs> on their wet blankets. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, you guys got to tone it down. This is we're, we're getting off track here today. So, <laughs> so, so, um, so not, now knowing all that, Ken, does it still sound like it's a hundred million dollar film? Globally, a hundred million. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm, I'm We've had that global no. added in there. <laughs> I'm just going to do what the film companies okay. do. Yeah. I'm going to do what oh, Deadline we, does. We totally meant global. <laughs> and it's only been 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, globally opening. <laughs> no, it's I, I've got high hopes for it. I mean, yeah. the, the biggest selling point on this film is the fact that it is the most diverse version of a marvel film we've seen so far yes so the representation is going to be part of it and we thought that could be a negative as far as the box office goes when shang chi came out because right. a lot of unknown actors um weren't sure i mean from the trailer 
it it showed a different film than the film did. It was it was. Right. They were I don't quite think the Shang Chi trailer was no, good at all. No, but this, he looked like a wet blanket. Yeah. Like there was nothing interesting about that character. But this has some star power, some interest. Because you, the, you the don't really know what they are. Yeah. So I'm I'm hopeful that this could curiosity this could factor creep up to that number, and then yeah. that encourages everybody that hasn't seen anything yet that saw this to go to the next movie. Right. To go to the Ghostbusters, to go to Encanto, to go to something. Give it a shot. Can I ask, is this a spoiler? Is um, the, oh, what's her name? The Ajax character? Is she going to be bad? Is she going to be a baddie? Uh, Selma Hayek? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh. No? Because I thought in the comics that she decides that the Avengers aren't good and that the Eternals start to go after them. And I was Nerd like, alert. Oh, even I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Um, Never mind then. But... No. Just no. wondering. No, Salma Hayek's good. Okay. Is Angelina Jolie okay in it? Because I don't want to see it because of her. Because <laughs> I think she's just... Is she okay ugh. or is her character okay? Is her, her character okay? Is she in it a no. lot? No, her character's not okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can take that for what you will, but okay. no. <laughs> Darn it. Summer Hayek is a global treasure, Cody. No, she, I, I even just... if she is the bad person, she's the good person. We'll root okay. for her. <laughs> we'll root for her. If she says, if she well, pulls I, the whole Thanos thing and like, I except goes, everyone should die. Was kind of you know, we'll like, yeah, I get it. I was kind of hoping she turned into the big bad in the series because I thought that would be awesome because she would be so good at that. But yeah, doesn't sound like that's gonna happen. That's okay. That's just my little sure. fandom wanting to change it. But anyways, okay. Eternals, so not terrible, not no stellar. It's not stellar. Um, I would definitely say that there's worse. Well, I would definitely say like there's Marvel movies that I don't want to go back to, and I would probably rather go back to this one just to. I don't know, just just for the appreciation of it being so different from all of the somewhat generic material that we've kind of gotten over the past few years, but what's one you don't want to go back to, uh, Captain Marvel. That's probably one. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was even one. I was thinking for me, mine is Endgame. I just, oh. I don't like infinity war. I don't like Endgame. Yeah. I don't like, um, the third one, civil war. I don't like that one either. No, that one's great. I don't like that one. <laughs> You're picking like the wrong movie. I don't like yes. Age of Ultron. You can't you can't dive in like <laughs> There's these so are... many I would not go back to. <laughs> Did you I, ever I, like this? I've franchise? been I've been in the, the process of rewatching these and the pacing on these movies is incredible. Like from one scene to the next to the next, like it just builds and builds and builds yeah. and builds and builds. And then, yeah. And then and then the movie ends and you're like, where can I spend my next hundred dollars <laughs> at the theater? Because it just builds this and I mean, nobody gets the opportunity to spend 20 hours on a motion picture screen to build a universe like this. It's true. I in this in the Avengers would realm go back the first to one. Captain America, the first one. Of course, that's my ultimate favorite. Doctor Strange, I liked the that okay. one. Yeah, that's been one I've rewatched several times. Um, Eric Bana's incredible uh, Iron that Man, <laughs> the first the first Iron Man. Yeah, terrific. I think I, I like was, their origin stories. That's I tend to lean towards that. Was that was the first. More. That was the first movie you and I collected grosses for together. Was the original Iron Man. Aww. Aww. 
So there you go. There's back, a memory. Back attached. when they used to call them in, and then you'd have to listen to the voicemails, and one person would yell them out, and the other person would type them into the spreadsheet. Yeah, I got really good <laughs> oh, at God. being able to, because I'm right-handed, being able to um, type with my left hand, number type with my left hand, and click with my right going down. It was. Yeah. Oh, a skill, skill that I can't got, even use anymore. We got lots of practice working together, and I got lots of practice getting yelled at for enunciate. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a five or six? Uh, really late Sunday nights. Yeah. And he's like, This is the woman of my dreams right here. <laughs> I'll spend the rest of my life with her. Yeah. Oh, and the rest is history. <laughs> Now they're still yelling at each other and making their coworkers uncomfortable. They work so well together. <laughs> they really do, guys. I yeah. promise. Speaking of working well together, how did Jared Leto's face and vampire makeup go together? As perfectly as you think it would. I'm actually really excited for this. It's. I tell you why. I don't know if I love Jared Leto, but it's I. It's okay if you don't. I, yeah, but, but I he think was that, great in Suicide Squad. Yeah, one. he was. I love. <laughs> I loved him in Suicide Squad. You loved him in Suicide Squad? Perfect Joker. He won an Academy Award. (laughs) I don't think I've seen anything else with him. So that's my point of reference. You most definitely haven't. So, but this character. No, because the other ones are good movies (laughs) that he actually acts in. But this character at least looks different and interesting. I like the little Venom callback in the trailer where he's like, what's your name? And he's like, Venom. No, just joking. I like. Th- I thought that was just fun. It w- this yeah, movie it was looked fun as he threatens to eat scary, this guy. <laughs> like yeah, looks scary and <laughs> oh, fun. Oh, that guy. <laughs> and I like the antihero. Yeah. Part of it, so it just felt like a new flavor. I like, and I was ready for it. Honestly, I think most audiences really care how this connects to like Spider-Man: No Way Home over this being like an actual movie. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like is that a thing? Does do they connect? It's possible. I don't yeah, know. They, they, you, you well, think obvious, they're going to build obviously three different in, franchises <laughs> and then not put them together? In the like, same, I guess Venom, Sony, it's yeah. in the same universe. Uh, yeah, they're all... It doesn't matter if they're in the same universe, Cody. They will put them together. They will invent time travel and space travel they're and gonna, put them together. They're going to take those uh, puzzle pieces that clearly don't connect at all yeah. and they're just going to smash them together until it works. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> hey. either going to be the, the multiverse of madness is going to bring this all together or... The Spider-Man Four with Tom Holland will bring all this together. Three, but yes, isn't it? No, 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 no way home, one, right? Not this one. I meant another one. Oh, another I just one assumed. Down the road. No, they're gonna wait. They'll, no, this one is gonna be. Uh, is Tom one, Holland gonna be in another Spider-Man? The third after one's this? supposed to have multiverse stuff. Just yeah, saying. just just a gl- yeah, a glimpse. Well, okay, five. <laughs> it's gonna have Details. a dash. A dash. It's mm. instead of multiverse, they'll have uh, maybe verse. <laughs> 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 it's gonna show you. I, but be some spinning orb where he can see Tobey Maguire actually being Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when it comes to Morbius, the actual movie, yeah, it looks good. I actually kind of like it more than the first trailer that came back in what 1989. Feels yeah. that long ago. <laughs> when, um, whenever it came out, but last year sometime I think. Yeah, I guess I just appreciated looking I'm different. I'm pretty sure it was and, pre-pandemic yeah. that we had like Probably. a teaser of it like it was yeah. one of those that was close right because you didn't see his face yeah it was on the cusp that we were gonna have morbius summer of 2020 right <laughs> or I would fall think. of 2020 yeah and no. maybe venom was probably like summer yeah venom was summer that sounds right after. yeah but um 
I think Sony is not going to move the date. They're starting to market it. So well, we, we're... We're putting what, this out there in the universe, Sony. You think... You 90 think days Sony, out. So I think we're... You think Sony's not going to move this? No. They moved Wednesday Venom, opening. They moved Venom four weeks ahead. And then they moved it back. <laughs> Cody, you think they're not going to move it? Two weeks out. They moved it four weeks out and then brought it back... One week. Two weeks. Yeah. Just a nightmare mess. You think they're not... Well, my That's hope the fi- is you want to that... bet that Sony doesn't move <laughs> no, it? No. <laughs> Let's have another Jimmy Stewart yeah. bet. Yeah. 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 I don't feel like torturing pick, myself pick on this. Any movie, even that has Sony <laughs> anywhere near it, filmed on the Sony lot, and I will take those odds. Okay, <laughs> mm. you're probably right. I was just hoping with them starting to market that. No, it, I agree. I hope so too. It was sticking. Venom? It was a. Li- it was starting to get sticky in its position. Now sticky. After yeah, we're talking about I was gonna an eternal say, sexy, now let's, mm. let's talk about sticky stuff. <laughs> I was Stop wondering. bringing that up. <laughs> I'm I was not. Who's gonna get we're there? We're not. We're not. We're not bringing it up at all. <laughs> you just keep going right back. <laughs> you make it sound so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, Ken. Do you have any thoughts at all about Morbius? Just Snorbius. No, I. I don't care. Jared Leto is just gonna overact through this whole thing. He doesn't know how to play. The hero or the anti-hero. He's not... He's no Tom Hardy. Tom Holland's not even a real Spider-Man. A baby <laughs> Spider-Man. He's kind of a baby Spider-Man. Yeah. Still. I know he's supposed to be an adult, but... I mean, Tobey Maguire hard. was trying it out. He was trying to figure it out before right. anybody else was really doing the whole, like, I'm a superhero for, through multiple movies thing. He was the first. He got he got away with it. It's Andrew fine. Garfield looked like an older, no. like a young it, 20-something Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. I believed that. No. Go back and rewatch The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It is one of the best standalone superhero movies that we've had. Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yes. It is incredible. Oh, Ken. That's rewatch more, it. That's almost as bad as no. her Suicide Squad. So <laughs> <No>, it's... <laughs> No, not even close. Well, maybe I will need to go back and rewatch it. Was there a character called Killer Croc? No, they did that in The Amazing Spider-Man 1. (laughs) (laughs) They got rid of him before they got into number two. They got it out of there. Jamie freaking Fox. (laughs) I do like Jamie Fox. Yeah, everybody loves a little Jamie Fox. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Anyway, what are we talking about? Morbius? Yeah, that's the new big trailer that came out this week. (laughs) Nope, we're excited. We have... Eternals, uh, we haven't talked about uh-huh. French Dispatch because we're not sure what kind of movie it is. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, I'll, I will mention this week. that you know on each of its expansions, it did really well. So I expect a lot out of it this weekend. They didn't go super wide. I did get it in a few places, but I picked it in places where I knew that that type of film would fit. It's not. It's definitely not super commercial. It's not for everywhere. But it looks so good, and in the places that it works, I think it's going to work really well. Like, I think people are ready for that kind of film right now. So I'm excited for that to see what that one does this weekend, too. Yeah, I'm interested to see what that looks like, because the shock, the upset of the week is going to be that in my top five movies of all time, Wes Anderson's Steve Zissou is in my top five. Huh. <laughs> huh. I was like, Predator and Steve Zissou are in the same top five list. I appreciate the diversity. <laughs> No, that might be the hottest take on (laughs) we've had a whole bunch on this episode no that that movie put together end to end is excellent all right and so i'm hopeful that this with even more of the same with Mm -hmm. you know you get 
Francis McNorman on top of the Steve Zissou bring back cast. Now I know what you're doing. <laughs> I know. I just, if this one has a Jaguar shark, I'm going to poop my pants. <laughs> well, on that note, I think I can sign us out, right? That's right. On that bombshell. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com, uh, where if you're a theater owner or manager needing updated and accurate film information for all the upcoming releases and the marketing assets that go along with them, check us out there. Go see Eternals. Go see uh, French Dispatch. Have a good weekend. Bye, everyone. Cody, you don't have to say have a good weekend. We know the people in Eternals did it. Yeah. Okay, leave it alone. <laughs> We know they had a good night, too. They had a really good weekend. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) 